We are on. Okie dokie. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our live careers Q&A um, question and answer session. This afternoon, we have got the awesome Daniel from our careers team, as well as myself, uh, joining you to answer your questions all about the things that you can do to stand out in an interview. Um, but what we're going to do to sort of get the ball rolling with that today, um, as I said, we have Daniel here, our recruitment expert, uh, and we're going to be talking about the four tips that we have to stand stand out on both in online and in-person interviews because I know there can be a little bit of a difference between the two, can't there, Daniel? They can, for sure. Yeah. So why don't we jump straight headfirst into your very first tip to get us started, Daniel. I would love to hear what is your number one tip for standing out in an online or an in-person interview? Absolutely. So the biggest thing you can do is to try and show that you know what the role does. So I've got a background, as you mentioned, in, in recruitment. I've been doing that for the past 20 years before I came into uh, the university six months ago. So what I've done is that I've actually put together a list of the top four things that candidates did to get the job. So I've looked back at all the thousands of interviews that I've literally conducted over the past year, uh, 20 years, and I've picked out four key behaviours that consistently get the candidate the job. So that's the best thing you can walk out and say, hey, I smashed this interview and the recruiter loved me and I'm going to get the job. So four things. So your tip number one definitely is that they know what the role does. So that means that you can say to the recruiter, look, I've looked at the position description, I've researched the role and I understand that the top things I'm doing are number one, two, three and four. So having that insight to the role is, is really critical because it just helps you to explain what it is that you'd like about the role and show that you know how the role would actually be measured or evaluated or just share simply what you must do well. Mm, I love that very much. It's a very good one. How about tip number two, Daniel? I oh, Sorry, I just really rushed through that one. <laughs> but let's okay. yeah, no worries. Yeah. I know there's a lot to get through for this top, afternoon. Top four tips in 15 minutes, hey? So, That's yeah, right. it's it's like, it's my point. I was just going to say as well, so we're sharing you know, a high-level overview of, of the tips and what we'll do is I'll just share at the end what you can do to learn more deeply about these techniques as well. So yeah, tip number two is that so the best candidates could talk about what interested them in the role and what interested them in the company. So they didn't say generic things like I'm really interested in this role because it's good for my career and you're a large company. They could say I'm really interested in this role because there's a focus on programming and coding and testing and developing user documentation or I'm really interested in this role because there's a really strong focus on customer resolution or you know preparing the best hamburgers in town something like that so a genuine interest and then they could say also I've researched the company and I know that you're the largest technology provider in say mobile phone application development or you're one of the better banks out there for example compared to Commonwealth Bank because AMZ are fantastic because you do a lot more work within say the um, like pharma community the rural sector or institutional banking so what the the candidates are doing there is that they're showing genuine specific reasons as to why they like the role and as to why they like the company as well so that's the second technique there how you can stand out I love that one so much. And as I think we've said before in previous episodes, it's so important to do those little things that make you stand out from the crowd. A That's little bit right. of research here and there can do the trick. Absolutely, for sure. And that goes down yeah. to being specific, absolutely. 
Mm, I love that very much. All right, Daniel, let's move on to tip number three. Uh, and I will remind anyone who's watching this live with us, if you have got specific questions about live or online interviews, please do leave them in the comment section below so we can answer them for you as we've gone through these top four tips. Anyway, on to tip number three for us, Daniel. <laughs> That's right, yeah, flying through, hey? So tip number three there, I think it's a really critical one. So the best applicants that got the job were able to share specific examples relevant to the role. So what I mean by that is that let's imagine that you're going for a job as a graduate at say at a technology consulting firm and you would be required to say give some examples relevant to that particular job. So it could be developing user documentation, it could be testing software before it's launched or it could actually be say programming and coding. So the best applicants were able to specifically give examples of when they have done coding. So they could state what the project was, they could talk about the different steps that they took to develop the code and to test the code. Then they could share about what went well, what didn't go so well, what they did to overcome it and what they learned from that. So what you wanna be able to do is share about four or five specific examples just have them you know tucked away in your pocket so you can pull them out as you need to but try and have about four to five different examples that you can share as they relate directly to the role itself so i'll focus a little bit on say it but say for example let's say you're a nurse or or social care worker um, or maybe psychology graduate something like that so you just want to make sure that you're able to share some examples of maybe some projects that you've worked on directly related to client work or community engagement work or policy development work and then just be prepared to talk the interviewer through maybe three or four key, key steps that you took to complete that particular example what you learned from it and what the result was so just to summarize there, that key point that by sharing those key examples students or graduates or job applicants stand out so much better because they can actually give off the top of their head but they keep it very clear and concise as well mm, i like that a lot and daniel do you have any tips for actually recording those examples that you mentioned when someone might be in a job or at university do you have any tips for actually writing down those relevant things that you could mention in a job interview or where you should store them or should it be on linkedin what would you recommend with that yeah, so sometimes we refer them as to uh, star, star, the star examples. So situation, task, action, result. These star examples typically happen over time. So you may start to notice that, hey, this is a really good example from a group-based exercise I worked on at university. Or maybe you're working part-time casually at Macca's and you had this like really aggressive customer who was really unhappy with how their burger was prepared. And you could turn that whole situation around and your team leader loved you. So you could write that write that down in your book so i definitely recommend keep a track of different situations or challenges that you encounter both at uni and at work or if you're on placement you're doing some volunteer community-based work or an internship or even just casual work both paid or unpaid just you know keep that journal and build it up over a couple of years so we are as recruiters we actually have rules of evidence when it comes to sharing examples or sharing behavioral based examples and particularly what we're looking for are two things so number one we're looking for examples that are fairly recent so those examples would be something that you've done within the past five years ideally not later than that ideally within the past one to three years and then those examples obviously need to be relevant also to the role that you're applying for as well. So by building that up over time, you hopefully would have like a nice data bank that you can pull from. So yeah, definitely. So often we joke on our team that, hey, that's a really good star-based example. You should write that down. 
And then the other way too, for example, is sometimes you may get stuck and you may not know what are some good examples of, of stuff I've done at work. Because for example, again, just going back to Macca's, if you're serving burgers day in and day out, you may not necessarily be clear on as to challenges that you're working on. But sometimes like ask, ask your friends, like, hey, what's something I've done really good at uni? Ask your lecturers, what's something good I, you think I could mention in an interview? And then ask your, like your supervisors, you know, your team leaders at work or your managers, and they can help you um, build up that star-based journal. I love that. That's such a great tip for everyone to be aware of because I think that's something that sometimes we do forget about is actually noting down the great achievements and even the big Absolutely. things, all the small things, they're all important. That's right. And so just one more quick point to share there about, so I mentioned the importance of sharing relevant examples that are fairly recent. Um, what you want to make sure as well that ideally, if you can, try and give an example that's from a work situation. So work is always stronger because that has the highest level of impacts. So work first, but if you can't find a suitable example to share from work, is then okay to go back to your university-based environment? And that's where often students might talk about projects that are involved in, let's say, social clubs, or community groups on campus, or maybe a group-based, team-based activity that you're working on as part of a group assignment. Yeah, there are so many different things that can be included under that list. And yes, as you said, there's lots of different opportunities um, for students to be involved in things just like that here at the university. That's right. So um, yeah, there's lots of those opportunities. And if you would like us to share the links to get involved in those things too, let us know and we will put those into the comment section below. We might just do it anyway. Um, so you've got those there too. All right, Daniel, let's go on to number four, our final tip to stand out in online and live interviews. <laughs> so this one's actually my favourite. So number four is that most applicants who got the job, they typically knew how an interview would run so that they're familiar with the format of an interview and they were able to anticipate the common interview questions they were asked and also the behavioural based questions that they are likely to get asked as well during an interview. But the reason this is my favourite is that one of the reasons why an applicant would know how an interview runs is because they've possibly have been to interviews before but didn't go so well in the interview. But what they did is that they looked at why was I unsuccessful in that previous interview, how could I strengthen my answer? How could I be clearer and more concise? And by failing at a few interviews before, they start to get an awareness or they're able to anticipate the frequently question, frequently asked questions that are typically um, asked of you by the recruiter during the interview as well. So the reason why I really like that is because it does give you permission to know that, hey, like at some point you're going to stuff up at the interview and that's completely okay, that it does actually take time to accumulate a little bit like learning how to drive a car. So for the first interview, you might crash into the roundabout. You know, the second interview, you might almost drive off the side of the road. And the third interview, yeah, it's like, hey, I'm coasting on the freeway now. Like, I'm doing really well. Like, I know what questions they're going to ask me. I know what examples I can give. And I've done my research. These here's are two really good reasons why I'm interested in company. And this is, you know, five things that I know that this job is doing. And I know how the job is actually measured as well. So you start to de develop your competency over time. But specifically though, the other reason why they knew how the interview runs is because they've actually potentially spoken to someone who works in the industry or the same company. So they're actually able to come to the interview and say, hey, yeah, actually I do have a friend that works in the same company and we caught up just before the interview and they explained a little bit more about the role and what the company does. And from that conversation, I took away, you know, A, B and C. Or you could simply just go a little bit deeper into your research as well if you can't speak to someone. But I highly recommend that you do speak to someone at the company if you can beforehand, because that just gives you like a massive head start. 
Mm. And we've talked about those sort of things before, haven't we, Daniel, when we've done things like informational interviews? Would that be the sort of situation you could do one in? Yeah, exactly. That's right. So informational interview is a little bit a little bit more strategic, but basically what you can do is let's say you've got a dream company. Uh, let's say, for example, you want to work at Google and let's say like you're a HR graduate. So what you could do is that you could look up someone who works at Google, maybe a similar level to you is probably a good place to start. So maybe they'll graduate one or two years in. And what you could do is you could just send them a connection request on LinkedIn and say, hey, I'm just about to graduate from my degree in HR at Western Sydney University. I'm really interested to work at Google and to learn more about the organization. Would it be possible to catch up for about 15 minutes on Zoom or over coffee to ask you some questions about how to kickstart my career? and to learn more about your role. And so I've just used HR as an example, but you could do that for anything. So let's say you want to work in social work or, or IT, you know, banking, finance, architecture, design, creative industries. It's really about finding someone who is performing a dream job and then having the courage to ask them, hey, I really like the company that you work at or I love the projects that you work on. Could I please meet with you? And so you're just establishing those early connections. And I, t- I have mentioned this point before in previous uh, interviews, but I my dream is that for every graduate, by the time they graduate, that they're able to conduct five informational interviews with their top five companies. And that's where LinkedIn is really powerful because you can identify your favorite five companies, find out who works with uh, at those companies, and then hit them up from informational interview. When you hit them up though, not everyone's going to say yes. So you will have some, some people may not reply, they may say no, but just keep going. and. Remember that, know that people are on your side and everyone was a graduate once and they definitely want to help you out. Mm, such a perfect way to finish off our chat this afternoon, Daniel. Uh, I honestly think these tips have been so superb and I know that everyone who listens to um, sees a video, hears a podcast will love to sort of hear that there are so many things that you can do now um, to actually get ahead and to stand out in your interviews, um, either online so. or in person. Yeah. So top so, four tips in 15 minutes, so it's a pretty good team effort. And just want to I share with so. you as well that, so I've given a very high level overview as to what the top four behaviours were that typically gets the candidate to the job offer stage we have a lot of workshops that will break these steps down for you so definitely please check out our workshop shop schedule because we'll take you into a lot more detail about these different steps Yes, and I'll make sure that I put those in the comment section for us as well so you have a link directly to the workshops. We do publish all the information about our workshops every single week on a Monday um, so you can sort of see what's coming up. But yes, this week we have a very strong focus on interviews um, in general as well. Great. All right, Daniel. Well, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks Thanks to all our students as well. I know it's really busy for you, so thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to like and share on as well. Absolutely. Tell a friend, tell someone he think could enjoy um, or benefit from this as well. Um, and we really look forward to bringing you another episode next week on a whole new topic. And if you have anything you want to hear about, we're always here to listen. So please do let us know um, in the comment section or via an inbox message. All right, everybody, we will see you next week. Have a fantastic rest of your week. See you again soon. Thanks.